For further analysis on those market moves, I'm joined by Jacques Pretorius from Sinai Security. Jacques, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right, Jacques, red screens everywhere. Is this the, you know, the, 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 the flu we're catching from the sneeze in the United States? Uh, yes, absolutely. Right. So um, I think previously when we spoke earlier in the year, we thought that the rates would peak at 5%. It now looks like it's closely, going to be closer to 55 to 5.6 or 7%. Uh, so definitely on the cards uh, for the next rate hike around about the 23rd of March, another half a percent uh, percentage points rise, and perhaps even another two after that of a quarter percent each. So there is definitely uh, the market uh, reacting to that. Uh, obviously, last night you see they saw the weakness in the, the U.S. and it's following through into our markets, and especially our resources taking the brunt of the pain. And Jacques, um, the rand also weakening quite significantly there, based on the same for the same reason. Yes. Yes, obviously, I think uh, what's led up to the rand's weakness is obviously. Uh, the uh, power cuts in our country, load shedding, having an impact on economic growth. What we're now seeing is obviously the dollar being strong more recently than the, the last few days. Unfortunately, we're sitting at a very crucial level from a technical point of view. I wouldn't want to see the RAND break these uh, 1860 mm -hmm. levels in a material way because then there's a lot more weakness coming okay. and that's not good for our inflation going forward. So let's hope right the RAND can stem its weakness right uh, at the, these, these levels and sort of recover a bit later. Obviously the market's pricing in a lot right now from the, from the, the, the Fed, uh, so perhaps a bit of an overreaction in the short term uh, on the currencies. All right, let's come uh, back now and look at the JSE company news. Let's talk about Royal Buffer Gang Platinum, um, Jacques. It's been a very tough year for them. And of course, they're also in the middle of this bid war. I'm wondering also, you know, um, if this bid war is not um, going to be carefully considered, considering the low production that is coming out of their assets right now. Look, I have mentioned it definitely that uh, uh, the, the morale in the company is being affected. People are uncertain, uncertain about their jobs going forward uh, in the event of this uh, takeover. Uh, but remember, I think in, in most of the takeovers in the past, we've seen a very gradual approach. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's not a aggressive cutting of jobs taking place. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's something to worry that much about. I think the recent share price weakness was more about uh, the, the share scheme, right, that they wanted to bring forward within Barplatz itself, mm -hmm. that caused some concern. Um, Northern alluded to that, uh, and they reckon that they contravening the Companies Act. Mm -hmm. so, you know, so from there, uh, that has resulted in Impala sort of reconsidering their bid for the company, and from there we're seeing the weakness in the share price. Because remember, all of them this far, Impala, Amplats also reported they've also gone through a tough patch mm. uh, uh, production-wise, and we've seen the both the platinum and uh, palladium prices come off to some extent. Um, looking forward, I think the uh, supply demand, the fundamentals are still intact. I think there's going to be demand, especially out of China, as they start recovering. So I'm not too concerned uh, about the platinum palladium price at this point. I think there is going to be some recovery in the second half. 
Another comment um, that came out of the CEO there, Steve Peary, he said that if Impala Platinum pulls out of, uh, you know, the bidding process, it would not be a doomsday scenario, um, considering that Northern Platinum was offering them a little bit more money. Um, so it's very clear here from these comments, Shark, that it really is about the highest bidder um, and, of course, other considerations, but really the highest bidder being the most important thing for RB Platts. That is correct, yes, absolutely. So both Impala and Northern would like to take over a bar plats for different reasons. Um, but at this point, you know, we put, we're putting a question mark on the Impala bit, but Northern is still there to perhaps make an offer. Now let's talk about Momentum Metropolitan. Um, you know, they've seen a bit of a bounce back there. In fact, quite a bit of a bounce back there. Headline earnings up 46.2%. And that's on the back of COVID-19, Jacques. Talk to us about um, these numbers and if anything stood out for you. Uh, yes, just, just well, the first comment I, I'd like to make is that, uh, yes, they have had a, a decent set of results. Um, the full year forecast at this point is looking for 288 cents per share. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I think it's going to be quite a stretch, right, to reach that level. Mm -hmm. They did mention the mortality rates has come off and normalized to some extent, but they're also indicating some other headwinds that they are seeing, right? And one of the things they've recently experienced is some new sales volume that's come under pressure. And the Momentum Wealth platform is also under somewhat some pressure. They also mentioned, right, that the venture capital investments had a bit of a write down. Um, so from there, the, the difficulties. But on uh, the positive side, the health insurance, JV in, in, in India seems to be doing very well. So uh, a bit of a mixed bag, but I would say on balance, it's had, had a fantastic run, you know, from the 14 Rand lows in last year, June up to this 19 Rand level, perhaps short and a bit full in the share price. All right, last one, the JSE. Now, Jacques, this is a company that we never, we hardly talk about. Um, but, you know, they've come out to say that they've also um, posted a very decent performance, 14% in headline earnings, um, strong ROE, um, I think 18%. Let's just talk about this company um, briefly and, you know, this, these numbers coming out of there. Yes, I think that it's a definitely a decent set of results, especially if you take into consideration right the uh, volumes on the equity market, and we've been obviously been tracking that over time. And it's been the last quarter in, in, in Pacific was a was a difficult uh, quarter. We've seen a decline in the average daily volumes uh, right on the JSE, uh, so the liquidity has been coming off. So a really recommendable performance they've had actually to show this this earnings growth. We'll obviously we'll have to see what uh, what drives it going forward and if they can maintain this nice performance. Uh, but certainly the, the one big figure to, to, to watch, right, is that daily volumes if that keeps, uh, uh, keeps up. All right. Well, Jacques, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Always a pleasure catching up with you. That was tonight's Securities, Jacques Pretorius.